Hello and welcome to Magic in the Madness podcast. I am your host, Andrea Sarmiento, and I just want to say thank you so much for everyone tuning in to my first ever podcast episode, my very first podcast episode. Um, There was a situation that happened a little bit ago. I was recording this podcast, and then I realized it wasn't actually recording. So we learned from our mistakes, and here we are for round two. Give it up for the dedication, guys. But I want to start off with an introduction. So if you don't know me, let me please introduce myself. Like I said, my name is Andrea Sarmiento, and I am a lot of things. So sometimes I feel like this answer is a bit convoluted, depending on the context of how I want you to know me. But some basic facts is I was born and raised in New Jersey. I am, in fact, the middle child, so I have a younger brother and an older sister. Both of my parents immigrated from the Philippines, and so I am, in fact, first-generation Filipino-American. I also graduated in three and a half years with a degree in international politics and two minors as well, so one in political science and the other in gender, sexuality, and women's studies. I also received a certificate in Spanish, but I will say my Spanish was not that great. I do not consider myself bilingual, and I would say my Spanish now is more like survival Spanish Meaning, if you were to drop me off in, like, any Spanish-speaking country, I would be able to get by. I would be able to survive and communicate, and people would understand me. But it would sound like I'm, like, a one-year-old learning how to talk. My conjugations might be a little off. It's been a while since I learned that. Grammar has always been horrific, so no saving that. (laughs) One time I actually studied abroad in Ecuador for like a little bit as part of a Spanish immersion course that I was doing in college, and we stayed with a host family for two weeks, each of us. So I was with this host family, and they did not speak a lick, a lick of English. And I survived. They understood what I was saying that whole time that I was living with them and speaking Spanish. And so I I find that as an accomplishment. But other than that, (laughs) I've also been living in Philadelphia for over six years now. But that's just some of the basics about me. But over the course of dropping new podcast episodes, or maybe you've even watched some of my YouTube videos, you know or you will begin to know a little bit more about me, hopefully in a way that feels a little bit less convoluted, a little bit less surface level. And so I want this podcast to be a space where we all can just relax and feel comfortable and feel like we're just a couple of friends hanging out, being real, being genuine, and... I also want this space to be a place where we can be human, share human experiences, human feelings, go through the motions, you know? Because sometimes I'm just so tired of having shallow conversations with people. And I don't know if this sounds weird, but I would think about, oh, 
What is this person like? What is that person like? And when I say that, I mean really like what experiences have they gone through? Have they ever felt what I felt about XYZ? Or what can I learn from them from experiences that we don't share? So if you've listened to the trailer for this podcast, this is where the I want to get a little philosophical about the world that we live in part comes in. And at the end of the day, a lot of us do share many life experiences or similar life experiences rather. But as individuals in our own ego, we always think it's only us that is going through what we're going through or feeling what we're feeling. For example, when you think about when you were younger and you were in school and the teacher goes through their lesson and they ask, does anyone have questions? If no one raises their hand, they usually will say, oh, I'm sure someone has a question. Just think about if you have a question, one of your peers probably has the same question. So it's kind of like that. And before I go down the rabbit hole, I do want to segue into the real topic of this episode. And today I will be talking about growth in your 20s, focusing on the early 20s, since that's what I've experienced, but overall, 20s in general, aging in general. And so, as we all know, there are a lot of transformations and transitions that happen in your early 20s alone. I just turned 25 in January, and I remember in my last moments of being 24, I was getting a little nervous, and I kept telling everyone, I kept saying that when I turn 25, I will be closer to 30 than I was to being 20, which is true, but also crazy. And by saying that, I am not saying that I am a wise person who has all of life's secrets, but I did have some time to reflect on my own trials and tribulations from the past few years. And I think the biggest thing when I look back at my early 20s, is that I was kind of a daredevil. I was a risk taker. And I think part of it is because I had this nothing to lose mentality since I was still in college. And if you're in college, you may feel like you disagree with me by saying this, but when you're in college, you don't really have responsibilities. Even if you were the person who was president of club X, Y, and Z, did student government, was a D1 athlete, all at the same time, you really don't have responsibilities until you're out in the real world with a full-time job. You can't just skip work because you're having an anxious day. You gotta still go to work and pay the bills. But I say that I was a daredevil and a risk taker because when I was 20, I filmed my hundredth vlog on my YouTube channel. Then I decided it was a good idea to go skydiving and jump off a plane with two of my friends. Like, what was that thought? It had to have been a thought of, why not? Like, why can't I just do that? Like, let me just jump off this plane and risk my life and sign five pages of consent that I won't sue if I die. But here I am, allowed to tell the story. That same year, my friend Kim and I took my car and decided to road trip during our week-long spring break from Philadelphia to Texas and back. During that week-long spring break, 
We went couch surfing in Virginia, did Mardi Gras in New Orleans, went to a literal rodeo in Houston, and then drove straight back to Philadelphia, so Houston to Philadelphia, the next day, nonstop. We were supposed to stop in Atlanta, but we, I don't know why we decided not to. We just went straight to Philadelphia. Probably had two hours of sleep that day, but it's okay. The best part was I was locked out of my apartment when I got back and I cried in the car. It's okay. We're fine. (laughs) Then when I was 21, I solo traveled Europe for three weeks, bought those tickets on a whim, and literally almost regretted it immediately after because I was like, what am I doing? And that was followed by six weeks of studying abroad in Switzerland. Never been in Europe before that. Everyone in my study abroad program was people not from my school, not from my state. Never solo traveled before that either. When I was 22, the pandemic and lockdown happened. And so I really have no memories or recollection of being 22. The only thing that actually happened that year that I remember, like actually remember, is that that was the year that my boyfriend asked me out, which leads me to turning 23. When I was 23, for our one-year anniversary, we decided to go to Costa Rica together and be adventurous, do the whole thing. We did a seven-hour hike in the jungle. Like, why? Also, like, literally why? We didn't know it was seven hours, but it ended up being, like, seven or eight hours hiking through the jungle. It was really amazing, but still, sounds ridiculous. During that trip, I was also utilizing my survival Spanish skills to exchange money at this random bank in this random town. And these people did not speak English, so I had to. Like, I had to. It was survival Spanish skills at its peak. Like, thank you to all my Spanish professors, Spanish teachers for getting me to that point. Really appreciate you guys. (laughs) And when I was 24... I feel like everything kind of shifted or slowly started to shift. I feel like the risk taker in me started pumping the brakes a bit. Not sure if that was because I started getting into a serious relationship or because this is just the progression of life for me. My boyfriend and I still did go on our annual anniversary trip. This time it was to Portugal, but... This was also the year I got my corporate job that I'm in now. So full benefits, full PTO. Also the year I went to the eye doctor just to be told I need to wear glasses. Also the year I went to the dermatologist just to be told I have eczema. Got my wisdom teeth out that year. Then I got COVID. This is all like not in order, but got COVID at the beginning of November then literally developed asthma. This all happened when I was 24. Like, this was one year's worth of health issues. Yeah. (laughs) And even saying all of this out loud sounds so wild. Like, maybe I just didn't go to the doctor the years before and I just didn't realize I had all these issues. Maybe it's because I got benefits, but I'm still under my parents' health insurance so i don't know was i avoiding paying a copay that was probably it honestly but when i look back at each of these years so 20 21 22 23 24 up to now 25 
the aging process is kind of showing. So my question is, are most people afraid of getting older because of our health and the inevitable that is to come with a physical decline? Is it because how we've seen ourselves change in the past few years and we like certain versions of ourselves that we've kind of let go of? But maybe we are also just a responsible version of that person. Like, I can recognize I'll never be the same college party girl like how I was in the past, how I was when I was younger during that time. That's totally fine. I can still appreciate her and reminisce over her. But at the same time, I'm kind of enjoying this lifestyle that I created for myself now. I go to bed early, go to the gym. I meal prep now, read books now, which is crazy. Like, never thought I'd do that. Like, as of last year, I started reading books. I also am excited about home decor and organization. Like, that sounds fun to me. And when I think about it a little bit more, I think about how this is kind of the life I was imagining for myself when I was younger. And I am living in some aspect of my younger version's reality, of what I wanted for myself then. And I like it. It feels easy. It's relaxing, not too stressful. As opposed to when I was 20, still had terrible acne, had all these dark spots, I was depressed, was more self-conscious than I am now. But back to the point about how many people are afraid of getting older. I feel like a lot of us are very extreme when it comes to growing up. A lot of those extremes can be correlated into the amount of pressure that we put on to ourselves. And I think it's because we feel in our minds that there is a certain timeline that we must follow. Like, oh my god, the number of people I see on Facebook and Instagram that just got engaged in the past few months or had a baby or bought a house, these people are my age. They're either like a year younger than me or a year or two older than me. Like, they're my age. But I understand a lot of people feel like oh, I need to get engaged by this age and have a baby by that age and I'll get Botox and a boob job because my boobs are saggy and I have wrinkles and I also have gray hair so I need to dye my hair every other week. Like, that sounds so exhausting. Am I saying that I won't dye my hair when I start to get more grays in the future? No. I probably will, to be quite honest with you. And I think it's okay if we want to look younger when we're older. I don't think there should be any shame around that. And I have been seeing a lot of anti-aging things coming up on my timeline, maybe because I talk about it. Sorry, not my timeline, my feed, my Instagram feed. And reading those comments, a lot of people are like, oh, why are you so afraid of aging? Like, it's not about that. I don't think it's about that. For me, it's not about that. I just want to feel hot and confident. So go ahead and do whatever you want to do if it makes you feel hot and confident. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And all I'm saying is that with these extremes, it would be so much easier and feel so much more freeing to allow ourselves to let life run its course, to not control it so much. And that's me speaking to myself because I, I will think about something for like 
hours after it happened. Like, it doesn't even matter. It was like such a small, minuscule thing, and I'll think about it until I fall asleep. Or I won't even fall asleep, and I'll just think about it. But we're supposed to feel lost and confused and uncertain at times. And I felt this especially when I was job hunting right out of college. I've had three full-time jobs, including the one I'm in right now, since graduating. None were related to my major at all. Some people feel this about careers. Some people feel this about dating, etc., etc. And we're supposed to try new things and be absolutely scared out of our minds doing so and just mess up a lot. When I was solo traveling Europe, I cried in every country I went to. And I think part of it was because I was so caught up on this guy that I was seeing that I was in a situationship with, wasn't even dating. And and sometimes I think about that and I feel like I wasn't able to fully appreciate what I was doing. I was alone. I was being independent. I was experiencing different cultures and food and seeing sights in person that I never thought I would see in my lifetime. Like the Colosseum, the Eiffel Tower. I did not share the moments with someone else. I was just doing it for me, solo traveling for me, having that experience for me. I was caught up on this guy who, uh, it was just like a, a lot. And I wish I could redo that and just appreciate the present more, appreciate what I'm doing more. That was like probably the most amazing thing I ever did for myself. And this all just reminds me of this quote that Katie Bellotti, who is an influencer based in New York City, shared in her podcast, Thick and Thin, a few weeks ago. I will link it in the show notes. But this author, Irma Bombeck, she wrote a book called Eat Less Cottage Cheese and More Ice Cream. And I just wanted to share a little snippet from that. So she says, Someone asked me the other day, if I had my life to live over, would I change anything? My answer was no, but then I thought about it and changed my mind. If I had my life to live over again, I would have waxed less and listened more. I would never have insisted the car windows be rolled up on a summer day because my hair had just been teased and sprayed. I would have invited friends over to dinner even if the carpet was stained and the sofa faded. I would have taken the time to listen to my grandfather ramble about his youth. I would have burnt the pink candle that was sculptured like a rose before it melted while being stored. I would have sat cross-legged on the lawn with my children and never worried about grass stains. I would have cried and laughed less while watching television and more while watching real life. There would have been more I love yous, more I'm sorry's, more I'm listening's, but mostly, given another shot at life, I would seize every minute of it. Look at it and really see it. Try it on, live it, exhaust it, and never give that minute back until there was nothing left. And I just love that so much. It almost makes me feel like life can be that simple. To tell the ones that you love that you love them. To enjoy the present moment while being a little messy and chaotic. And just to seize every little moment and not worry so much about trying to be so perfect. And isn't that what everyone is trying to do? Put up this facade that we are perfect. Let's normalize the human experience. 
We don't have to be so different from one another because let's face it, we're more alike than we think. And I think it's inevitable that we're going to change over the course of our lives. Like you can see this through your own relationships with people, how the core people in your life change. How so? Maybe it's because you moved. Maybe it's because your beliefs change. Was there a situation that caused a falling out? The older we get, the more we experience. Whether that's good experiences or bad experiences, we're wiser than we once were because of it. We're more certain, which makes things a lot easier. And I don't think it's necessarily scary to get older because of that. It just means we will live a more full life. And isn't that something to be kind of excited about? To be in awe of, almost? And I'm not saying that we should rush to get there. We're still young. We got all the time to live. I'm just saying to take the pressure off yourself a bit. Because I know you're feeling pressure. You're putting pressure on yourself that doesn't need to be there. I'm putting pressure on myself that doesn't need to be there. People are putting pressure on us. Like, mind your business. So enjoy the people in your life right now. Enjoy every day as it comes. And most importantly, I think we all need to enjoy the process. We are in the midst of something great here in our 20s. As we're young, we're creating, we're realizing things, we're setting boundaries for ourselves. We're understanding what we like, what we don't like, what we want, what we don't want. And somewhere down the line, when we have the dream house, the dream job, whatever it is that you are dreaming up or desiring for yourself in the future, something had to have gotten you there. And you're going to look back and you're going to be like, wow, a lot has changed. I have changed. I've experienced a lot. There's things that I've tried to plan so hard to go my way. It didn't go my way, but something else happened and it got me to where I wanted to be. And that's why I think the process is so great. Not in the moment, maybe. Maybe we're like, this sucks. But it's about the long haul, the long journey. And that's the magic of life. And the magic of the madness of life. And just to end this podcast, for anyone who needs to hear it, I believe the best is yet to come. Whether you believe that or not, I believe that for the both of us. And I'm excited to know what else is out there for us. Like, I can already tell you we're not going to believe. We're not going to believe what's coming for us in the future. And that, to me, is exciting. That, to me, makes growing up, quote-unquote, getting older, quote-unquote, feel exciting. And so I'll let you think about that. Think about what I said. All of it. I would love to hear your commentary on anything that I said. You can DM me at Magic Madness Podcast on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. And also follow the podcast on any streaming services that you're listening to this podcast on to get notified when a new episode comes out. And so I just want to say thank you so much for listening, for tuning in, for being here. I know a lot of people sent their love after the trailer dropped, and I'm just so excited to see what comes of this. So please let me know what you thought about this episode, and I cannot wait to talk to you again next week. Thank you, guys. Mwah.